Hello and welcome to the ESOL podcast. My name's Amira Ilwakil. I'm an ESOL teacher working with English for Action. And this podcast is a collaboration between English for Action and Amy Jowett from Hackney Learning Trust. In the podcast today, my students and I interview a doctor. The doctor's name is Dr. Surabika Lunawat and she works in a very busy North London hospital and has been working with coronavirus patients. We wanted to interview a doctor because we had a lot of questions about coronavirus. So here they are, but first, here are the students. My name is uh, Isnua. I'm from uh, Sadakia. Hi, my name is Kesa. I'm student uh, Hi, my name is Fatu. I'm a student in Sadak. I'm Mina. I'm, I'm a student at uh, Paul's with, with Amira, with Sir Amira. And Tower Hamlet. Uh, Tower Hamlet, yeah. Hi, I'm Ferris. I'm a stu- student at uh, St. Paul's at Tower, Tower Hamlet. Of course, we appreciate the attendance of Sir Bita and welcome for her attendance. We appreciate her time and the effort with us and letting us every information that we need. And now, here are some of the questions we asked the doctor. Hi, Sarubika, my name is Fatu. If my children have the virus, what can I do? So, initially when this pandemic started, first of all, actually, let me just thank you guys for having me here and Hopefully, hopefully this is useful for everyone. Um, so as far as my knowledge goes, um, at the beginning of this pandemic, it was thought that children don't really get affected by it. It's, it's a disease of older people or people who are more, who have more past medical conditions. But um, now we are definitely seeing more children being affected. So I think the general advice is that if, if you have a child and they become unwell, particularly with, with those same symptoms, fever, cough, or any breathing problem, you would need to seek the advice of, of your doctor. Um, that would be, in the first instance, you need to go to your GP. And, and, and then if, if, you know, if, they, if on their assessment, they believe that this might well be the virus, then they will probably advise you to stay at home because usually this virus it can be it can be managed at home with just general rem like general supportive treatment so if you've got a fever just give them um paracetamol that sort of thing um however if they are if they are unwell enough so if they've got a lot of breathing problems or they're just not able to be managed at home, then you will need to go to the hospital. And obviously, if, if you've got other people living in the house, then they need to probably self-isolate. Um, I think the guidance is that they need to self-isolate for 14 days because, because this virus spreads to other people and we know that it can take up to 14 days to, to spread, to, to show up the symptoms to show up in anybody else, if that makes sense. 
qui danse. Thank you. Do the kids play the virus? So, another thing about this virus is because it's so new, the first time we really heard about it is in January of this year. So we didn't really have a great deal of evidence one way or the other, but now I think there is evidence that yes, they do spread it. And actually that's part of why schools were shut down. I understand that now they're starting to close, to open up again in certain year groups, but the idea I think is that yes, kids can spread it, which is part of why, for example, you know, it was very clearly said that like children should try to limit contact with with people that are over 70 so we, that might include their grandparents for example mm. um so yes in short yes kids can spread the virus so we have to take the general precautions that we would as with anybody else what your treatment works on corona coronavirus to reduce the, its severity so I think there initially there were lots of reports of different medicines or different therapies that would be effective in this virus. One of them was an anti-malaria tablet, so hydroxychloroquine. One of them was um, uh, an anti um, an anti uh, like sorry I can't talk <laughs> I just like forgot my words. Um, but there were multiple different tablets and multiple different therapies that were thought to be effective against this virus. But I can tell you that, and, and um, there are multiple trials going on. Um, one, one of which my hospital has been part of, that's called the recovery trial. It is, is led by Oxford University. Lots of different hospitals are doing this trial in this country. Um, and Unfortunately, so far, we don't have any conclusive evidence that suggests any one particular medicine is effective against this virus, even though there was evidence, there was, there was maybe some evidence in the past. At the moment, we stand, because the thing is, sometimes what happens is within the scientific community, some people do some studies and then we say, oh, okay, this is evidence to support this particular thing. But that evidence needs to be, needs to be shown in different countries and in a large scale, which hasn't yet been done. So what we do in hospital when these patients come, we, we give them what is called supportive management. So we give them so if they have breathing problem, we give them oxygen. If they have, um, sometimes they can develop clots in the lung. So we give them things to, to treat that, okay? But as far as treating the virus itself, unfortunately, there is no particular evidence to suggest one therapy is good or bad. Yeah, can I ask you? Uh, uh, According to these medicines, as I know, most of doctors or hospitals or even in the media, mm. they said there is no effectiveness for these medicines such like chloroquine or mm. for the malaria or mm. antibiotic or 
etc. Any any medicine will not affect coronavirus. So what what they will do in this case? Only the oxygen? Is so, it so or paracetamol or what? So I think the problem really is it's still quite early. Normally these studies to test these drugs, they, it, they take years. We are six months into knowing about this virus. So it, it is really quite early for us to say evidence one way or the other. At, and, and we are working on getting some evidence, obviously, but this will take some time. Um, but in the meantime, yes, what we give, what we do is we give oxygen. We um, the, so we, we support the patient as opposed to treat them um, for the specific virus because that is because the thing is with certain with these medications, even if there is some evidence to say yes, they might work. They they might work, but then they might have side effects that are not acceptable and and so we need to balance both of these things it's effective versus side effect or or anything bad that can happen so they need to be especially if it's on a big scale you know because we're thinking of treating millions if we find a treatment so that needs to be safe as well as do its job and i think at the moment it's early Seribika, i want to ask you why is the recovering right bad in the uk because when you compare uk with the other countries you, um, i find uh, i means you you find the number of recovering very low when you compare recovering with the, with the, the people who died and with the cases you find the number is very low what is the problem the problem is with the the treatment in the uk or is with the immunity for the people or what is the problem? That's what I mean. So in terms of the recovery, um, I think it's probably multiple different reasons. Um, um, I think the population that we have in this country, it's, it's what we call an aging population. So there's a lot of, a lot of older people. So for example, the UK and Italy, which were both countries that were very badly affected in Europe, and UK now has the highest, um, I think, the highest death rate in 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 Europe, doesn't it? So, um, um, so yeah, multiple different reasons. So, um, so older people who are more likely to catch it and more likely to get a bad bad disease from the virus also um um d depends on um how how we're following sort of um these social distancing guidelines as well because the thing is if you don't follow them you're more likely to catch it and then if so something so simple like wearing a mask if you don't wear a mask you're probably going to get more of the virus you know um and then the more of the virus that you get the worse the outcome will be in the first place so for example if i'm if i'm coughing but i have a mask on even if a little bit escapes 
and you catch it from me, you will get a smaller dose of the virus compared to if I don't have a mask on. And if you don't have a mask on, you get a bigger, bigger dose of the virus. So there's multiple reasons. Um, but I think one of the big reasons is this, the fact that, you know, we've got an aging population. Yeah, but I mean, when you compare, like, uh, like when you compare uh, France as well, they have uh, so many people, uh, ages people, but when you compare the cases with the, with the recovering, they are very, very, uh, the UK is very low. When you compare uh, like UK with the Switzerland, it's the same, same thing. They have like the same number with the cases, but when you compare the, the recovering, mm. it's very different. Very, I don't know. It's I see. I, I don't know. It's with the with the, the treatment because when you when you're talking about the age, they have the like the net, uh, the same ages people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how they're treating in France and Switzerland, but um, yeah, in France I know they they treat with the chloroquine, but in Switzerland I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So again, with chloroquine, I think the point that I would reiterate is, yes, it, it's been shown to be effective in some populations, but we don't have, so in the medical community, we use this phrase called evidence-based medicine. So that is, there needs to be evidence that is on a large scale, evidence that supports that this, can, this thing works and evidence that says that it's also safe. So both of all of these things have not quite yet been met with chloroquine. However, yes, we can still do experimental treatment, which, for example, like I said, in my hospital, we are doing that. Um, we, we were part of something called that trial, like recovery trial. Um, but that's more for research purposes. Um, in terms of sort of the general recovery and why we think it might be lower in the UK, um, I think part, part of it could also be, I think, for example, if we compare UK to U Italy, Italy had something like double the amount of some of the equipment that we needed um, for the same number of population, for example. I think that's part of it. But I think that can be an argument for that. But again, with that, I would say that like, if, if you become unwell enough to need something like intensive care or artificial ventilation the outcome with that regardless of who you are is quite poor it's, it's sort of almost something like 50 percent recovery 50 percent death so that that's been shown all over the world not just the uk okay okay Many doctors fear a second epidemic wave. What do you think about that? So I think that it, it's, it's not a fear anymore. It's something that's happening, um, unfortunately. Um, and it's happening to different degrees in different parts of the world. Um, so, um, I will give you one example. Germany, I think when they first eased their lockdown, um, I think they were seeing something like 300 cases a day, then they started to ease it. And then within a week of easing the lockdown, the number went to 900, 
you know so it it, it is happening unfortunately um i think the most sensible things that we can do as as sort of the general public is really quite strictly you know take take what the government's telling us seriously in terms of in terms even if you may or may not agree with the government's position in general um what i think is really important is we maintain social distancing we please make sure that you wear masks when you go out of your house that is probably the most important thing and that is that has been seen in to be effective in places like south korea places like singapore china japan because these countries that they have experienced a pandemic like this before they have experienced things like sars which was around in 2002 2003 that was a big problem health problem um and these countries the memories of these viruses before are really fresh in their minds so they were really proactive in lots of things in one maintaining lockdown quickly early big lockdown number two making sure they're testing lots and lots and lots of people that was south korea making sure that you're wearing masks everywhere you go these are some of the most important things we can do so even if you know i, th I think there's a lot a lot of lot of people feel uncomfortable that the government in in this country maybe should have put put a lockdown in a lot sooner or put in a more of a stricter lockdown etc etc but regardless i think the most important thing is to is to follow the guidelines that the government's giving out right now for social distancing and and now they've made it mandatory made it compulsory to wear a mask particularly in public transport i would take that further i would say the minute you step out of your house please wear a mask those were some of the questions we asked dr lonawat I hope you enjoyed listening and see you next week for another ESOL podcast.